Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we yell at each other alphabet style in letter pool. Next up, we hug the corners and up shift on the straightaways one card at a time in heat pedal to the metal. And lastly, we build the grid one color, no shape, wait, no pattern at a time in IOTA. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, let's game. And it's Mike Grenier. Let's go! Our first game up this week is Letterpool. No designer credited, published by Tipsy Chicken in 2022. Number players 2 to 6, ages 14 and up. Playtime 10 to 20 minutes. All right, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box looks kind of like a TV ransom letter made from magazine clippings spelling out its title. <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't it, right? <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, inside, we find 100 double-sided cards, 50 letter tiles, and a bag-o. And that's what's in the box. Nice. Was that easy to put that together, so Mike? That little, yeah. <laughs> that little so rundown easy. of what was in the box. Uh, <laughs> well, I love it. Before we tell you if this game spelled trouble, mm. Evan, yell out the rules faster than Mike. Go. Well, Letterpool is a word-based party game of speed and wit because it says so on the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's two games in one. You can play in trivia mode or party mode. We played the trivia mode in which we would draw four Scrabble-like tiles from a bag we reveal the top card from the card deck. Be the first player to concoct a word or a phrase that starts with one of the four letters. Yell out your answers and grab the tile quick. Right, Mike? Oh, Keep God. Your, your <laughs> favorite mechanism. Ugh. Keep going until all four letters are taken. Start a new round with four more tiles and a new card. And keep playing until the tiles run out. Add up the score, and the winner gets to take a plunge in the deep end of the letter pool. Splash. Splash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, not too complicated on the rules, not no. too complicated on the components. Mm. What did we think of the components? I like the color scheme. It's more like, it's like <laughs> yeah. a, a paisley palette of colors yeah. almost. You it's know. kind of Pastel, almost like Pastels, a, right? It's like an mm. 80s color scheme. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It definitely yeah. like reminded me of like Max Headroom coming on the screen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just the mint green and kind of the pinks. had a cool vibe to it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would say that color is teal, not really mint. I'd say oh, okay. teal. Yeah, okay. Say teal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair teal enough. and hot pink. Those are definitely 80s colors. Yeah. And even the fonts on the cover seem 80s-ish mm. too. So, right. yeah, and then it comes with a bag also printed. Yes. bag That was nice. Bag-o. It was. It was, it was nice uh, fabric. Drawstrings worked. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, it was the same ransom letter printed right on the bag, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah no uh-huh. doubt which game it goes with in case yeah, the bag was <laughs> mixed up. It's yeah. holding me hostage and offering a ransom. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was being held hostage. Get sort in the of... bag. Get in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you in the bag. Oh, I mean, man. it's it's. I thought that was a pretty high end piece for a clearly mass market it, 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 game. Pretty nice, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but then on the flip side, the letters were cardboard. Well, they, that's true, yeah. The yeah. positive was that they all had different fonts, which right. I appreciated. You know, different colors and different fonts on the cardboard. It'd be hard to do that with wood mm-hmm. and not get really expensive. True, true. Yeah, it, it gave you some... It, it actually gave you a slight bit more to distract you, I guess, when you're trying to come up with a word or phrase for the letter. Yes. It's because they're all different. So you're like, oh, the, the, you'll have three T's on the board at the same time. And they're all for some reason... Like Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember Mike, you were really disappointed when you found out you weren't gonna make words with I the mean, four letters. Right. What the right. heck? Like you're you're going for <laughs> like each letter had its own value, which I thought was cool, but like they couldn't have had an intermediary round like every four rounds or something where you like spell something. Like for bonus points, <laughs> it's right? It's a bag of letters. I mean, I spelled stuff in my like you know, SpaghettiOs and my <laughs> yeah. my alphabet cereal, Alphabets. and this thing didn't even give me the opportunity to get points for that? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I guess I didn't miss that, but, but uh, Ed didn't miss it. No. <laughs> well, that's because Ed... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ed, you might, you might feel the same way about trivia slash word games that Mm. I feel about extremely in-depth resource management games. Mm -hmm. And and that is relatively ambivalent, Ed. Come on, (laughs) let's face it. You are ambivalent about word games. That's putting it like nicely, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But I seem to recall that Ed laughed out loud a couple of times, and that was based on the fact... sure, sure, sure. When somebody's trying to get by on Zebra... On steroids, it's a phrase. I'm like, Zebra on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even need to make a whole phrase. You could have just said zebra for Z. Right? But well, the, you I know, think I think the, this one was a phrase. Yeah, yeah, it was required. Yeah, yeah. But right, the thing but is, yeah, zebra wasn't exactly huge. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> huge, something huge. Oh, no, no it was that's not- right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's right. That's when you never had to be on steroids to meet yeah, you right. by that's, your standards. It's, it's clever. I mean, listen, come on, right. don't hate me for zebra on steroids. I so just to clarify, no, we love you for zebra on steroids, <laughs> but we're not giving you points for it. That's yeah, all. But I, I think I did end up with points no, for that. No, 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 because Ed stole it. You guys were arguing. Yeah. I came in with Jeppelin, yeah. and you guys yeah. kind of like, all right. All right, fine. But it's okay. We consulted the rule book, that, you know, tome of... Oh, boy that, that it was book. i believe a, a half a page it was yeah, yeah a it was like a pa- matchbook size rule book it's, it's like one of those page. slips you get in something that says inspected by number 40 it, it was <laughs> yeah. like that that's yeah. about that was about the size of the rule book yeah all right yeah. i love that that that's a that's a that's a plus not a minus yeah I except mean, there were times where like how do we deal with this and well, there's no rules like on here, how to deal with the, it in a game like this and i've encountered this like through design too is that if you have a game like this you can go one of two ways you can either leave the rules very ambiguous and let people figure it out because it's supposed to be a fun party game clearly they did that or yeah which is the choice they made or you can get way too in depth with the rules to like mitigate every possible instance of what could happen during this turn and that does not work for a game like this it's right. just right. you know so. it makes it boring like <laughs> right the so. rules are loose for a reason yeah they are you know they're loose because yeah this isn't intended to be a competitive you know game. <laughs> yeah yeah you're not going to see this played at the world board game championship you might actually but it won't be <laughs> yeah it won't be for you know serious money or something yeah, right, or serious right, yeah. 
Oh my god, imagine how the fights that would break out if you did like <laughs> betting on this game. Oh my god. Well, you know when you do a Magic the Gathering tournament yeah. and there's all specialized rules for whichever tournament you're in? Oh yeah, there's people, t- there's like five people standing around waiting to like in- perfectly interpret the rules too, like judges right. and Ooh. stuff. This? Oh. I mean, forget it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. We are going to host a letter pool tournament. Oh, no. Oh, I like it. Wow. And Ed, Mon- Ed, and you'll Mi- be there, right? Uh, <laughs> are you, be- are you busy that day? <laughs> yeah, the right. tiebreaker will be whoever spells the best word with all the letters they got. That's a house rule. Yes, I like it. That's a house rule. Oh, we're going to come up with a whole bunch of bizarre house rules. Oh, yeah. Of course, otherwise it's no fun. This is like one of those games that, like, with my design mind on, I'm like, I could think of a hundred ways to use a a bag full of letters, you Mm -hmm. know, effectively. So I feel like you could make up a lot of sub games with a game like this. Yeah, it comes with good components for that type of Mm -hmm. thing. And I want to talk for a minute about the two sides of the card. So you get to play in, as Evan said, the trivia mode or the party mode. Can anybody here (laughs) explain to me any difference between the beige side and the green side in reality? Uh, Uh, No. Well, the color scheme. Thank you, Evan. (laughs) The difference. Well done. Well done. It is, in fact. The color scheme. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And that's it. Like, I'll give you an example. Here's the beige side of the card. Name an ice cream flavor. And here is the green side of the card, supposedly. Okay, beige side being party. No, beige side being trivia mode. Name an ice cream color. Green side being party mode. Name something hot. How are those different (laughs) in any way? Well, the difference is I think an ice cream flavor is more specific. Well, something hot, I mean... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, but okay. Very, cool. very. But why okay. is one trivia of them versus trivia. party mode? Right. Why are they <laughs> trivia versus party? Right. In other words, Ed, if you were just handed the deck of cards without knowing which side was which, would you be able to determine which side was party versus trivia? Um, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But <laughs> I like yeah, Ed hedges every not. bit. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. It's um. Uh, I mean, an ice cream flavor could be subjective, too. In reality, you could make an ice cream flavor of anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's edible. Yeah. Anything edible. Anything edible. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be <laughs> Zebra-flavored ice cream. Zebra you know. cream, yeah. <laughs> Zebra-stripe ice cream. Boom. Yes. So it leaves everything up to interpretation, and you can challenge, but, you know, are there really any rules for how to how to you know, figure out what the challenge is and if it's okay and that sort of thing. No. No. And in our case, we just kind of argued it out until somebody came up with a better answer. Or if somebody else, while we're arguing, stole the tile. Right, right. That's right. Yes, sneak it. Right, because part of this game is grabbing. Yeah, which, which, oh, slapjack. Yeah, right. (laughs) Invented, but originated with slapjack. Yeah. And being loathed by Mike ever since. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I had a lot of older kids in my neighborhood growing up, so, you know, Mm. slapjack was not fun for me. It was very painful. (laughs) (laughs) Because the the whole point was to slap your hand. It wasn't even to slap the card and get it. <laughs> right. So, the game so, was just a physical violent yeah, game. Yeah, so I'd like, <laughs> I'd like tepidly like reach my hand in to grab the card and smack. just smack. Like, you know, like, oh my God, this game's <laughs> terrible. 
not that that trauma has made it and you know i'm not gonna blame just that trauma for the reason i hate slapjack games but uh you're not gonna blame letter pool for triggering you Mm. (laughs) 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 i'm not gonna go that far oh boy okay explorers it is time to dig up or bury a letter pool all right ed let's hear it ed yeah get right to the source all right Letterpool is a nice, light, and fast word game that clearly had a budget for its rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did chuckle at some of the crazy answers, so it works fine as a word-based party game. I play again if a friend wants to play on their birthday. Hint, hint, happy birthday, Evan. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not something I was particularly excited to play for that reason. I give it a very little light bearing. How about you, Mike? You know, as I just said, I'm not really a fan of slapjack-style games for all sorts of reasons. Um, the ones where you shout out answers, argue <laughs> over whose answer is best or first or correct. <laughs> you know, it's just the ambiguity of rules in those kind of games kind of drives me nuts. Um, and it also, though, missed a beat by making absolutely no use of a potentially versatile component of bag full of letters with points attached to them uh, it was kind of sloppy it was kind of lazy i don't have to bury it <laughs> all right evan come on give us something good all right letter pool is a party game there you go no uh it's borderline <laughs> silly you you cannot take this game too seriously and that's how it was designed it plays exactly as it was meant to is it my favorite party game no but I don't think that's enough of a reason to bury it, so I'm only left with one option. Dig yes. it up. Yes. All right, all right. High five, Evan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so not the most rules-conscious game, <laughs> but it works. I mean, for a quick, no-prep, necessary group social gathering game, of which mm. I have many. Oh, yes. It works. It works. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and come on, we laughed. And really, that's my highest, Mm. highest compliment for a game. I mean, dig it up. Yeah, (laughs) all right. Looks like a rematch is in the works. Rematch. (laughs) Don't don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. (laughs) What crazy phrases have you allowed in word games? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on social media. All right, guys, what's going on with Witch Game First? Monday nights, live Witch Game First, a board game podcast. We are playing a game live on the internet, and we want you to join us. Watch us fumble and stumble our way through a new game as we learn it so that we can review it for you on a future episode of this very podcast. That's Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, East Coast of the United States, no matter where you're tuning in in the world. And you can watch us on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube, and you can watch us on our Twitch channel. Oh, and by the way, yes, most often we will play trivia with you as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't catch it live, so many of the games that we record here on the podcast, we have played on video. So mm-hmm. if you are curious, if we played any of the games we're reviewing on video, just go to our YouTube channel. You can check it out there. Type in the name of the game and it may pop up for you. Also, if you want to go to our website, uh, whichgamefirst.com, and type in any game we have ever reviewed, it will be up there. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to find right away, if you use our search bar, the episode that it is on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
people are coming back from cons right now. You know, summer's winding down a little bit here, and uh, coughing back from cons. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, they're, they're bringing their con crud home now. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, a couple of them hit me up about um, being on their show, maybe having them on our show. So you might see some cross promotiony stuff going yeah. on pretty soon, y'all. Nice. So get ready for that. All right. And we want to thank all of our patrons. Thank you so much for continuing to to support us. Your continued support is how we get these episodes out to you. If you want to become a patron of this show for just $3 a month, you can go to our website, click on Become a Patron today, and you will get access to our patron-only podcast called... Bonus points. Yes, bonus points. It is the weirdest, craziest assortment of game, game adjacent, and nothing to do with gaming podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you never know what Uh, you're going to get. Us chatting up in a very casual manner for our patrons, oftentimes with input from our patrons, because Mm -hmm. if you're a patron, you can also listen to us record it live on Discord and comment Mm -hmm. as we go. Exclusive. Exclusive. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everyone. Our next game up this week is Heat Pedal to the Metal, designed by... Asger Harding Grenerode, and Daniel Skjold Peterson. Published by Days of Wonder in 2022. Number of players, 1 to 6, ages 10 and up. Playtime, 60 minutes. Just 60 minutes. No range. Exactly (laughs) 60 minutes. You got to get over that finish line. (laughs) Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box is kind of a Go Speed Racer Go-esque action shot of two cartoon Formula One drivers celebrating as they zoom across the finish line. And there's a lot here, so get ready. All right. Yeah, inside we find two giant double-sided boards, four different tracks, four track cards, six race cars and matching gear pawns, six player mats, 72 speed cards, 48 heat cards, 37 stress cards, 114 upgrade cards, 35 sponsorship cards, 10 legend cards, 10 event cards, a, le- a legends mat, a championship mat, mm. six weather tokens, 12 road condition tokens, two press corner standees, <laughs> and a score pad. And that's what's in the box. Ooh, vroom, vroom. Yeah, just like Letterpool. Yeah. yeah just like it. <laughs> well, before we tell you if this game is too hot to handle, Evan, speed through the rules. Heat. Pedal to the Metal. It's a deck-building race game where players are in the driver's seat of a souped-up race car, jockeying for position to cross the finish line first. Each round, drivers will draw seven cards from their deck to form their hand. Then from your hand, you play a number of cards equal to the position of your gear. Gears go from one to four. All drivers reveal their cards simultaneously, and the driver in the lead plays their cards first. The other drivers will have the chance for a drift boost to get caught up and go in front of that lead car. But beware the corners. If you're going too fast, you might spin out. And always be wary of overheating your engine. Heat cards will build up in your deck, clogging your deck. Try to cool off in the lower gears to get rid of some heat. We played the basic rules of the game, but there are advanced versions to try with various tracks to play, and the car that crosses the finish line in the lead will be the hottest thing since Georgia F. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. All right. Well, we played in person Ed's yeah. copy of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we think of the way it looked? We got little race cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cute little race cars. With, uh, one thing I noticed is they have spots for eight cars in the box, and we only have six in the box. Uh-oh. So I wonder if there's an expansion coming. Yeah. yeah. And it's it like comes a teaser. <laughs> but I thought the components were very nice. The art was uh, a very a neat little uh, kind of, I don't want to say cartoon, but almost. No. Mm. Colorized yeah. version. Yeah, the layout was really clean, too. Like, the way they had the little numbers of how far you are to the next turn. Um, they had, like, minimal art on the cards, but I was kind of welcoming that just because, you know, they, they were mostly just for function. But the art on the board was nice and clean. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, I liked the other side of the board that we didn't play better <laughs> looking. Oh. I thought it was better looking. It was just more bright and cheerful. The one we played on, the USA board looks mm. like a post-apocalypse wasteland yeah it was like a dirt road also kind. known as the midwest i guess yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> hey everybody from the midwest out there the opinions of ed we, we do not necessarily <laughs> share the opinions of ed no. <laughs> um you no know, i mean it, to me it looked actually more deserty than yeah, yeah i mean I, yeah, I, I, I guess think like the arizona desert probably yeah mm-hmm. yeah sure. it, it was um Yeah, it was a little bit dull in that regard. The cards were fine. They were functional. They did obviously very nice art. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I did like the checkered flag as the back of each card. That was neat. I -hmm. liked the player boards. Everybody got their own little player Mm -hmm. board. And shifting I thought was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Although Ed included a a picture uh, for us of, of some kind of, mechanical shifting component. Yeah, where was that? I missed mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Is that well, produced? I noticed uh, Evan was talking about he missed having a functional gearbox, so I noticed somebody fixed that problem by making their own 3D printed with color and Smart. everything oh, wow. shifting gearboxes Smart. for their pawn. Yes, That's and it cool. looks, and it's exactly correct, because all, otherwise all you're doing is taking, I mean, what amounts to yeah. a, a sorry piece, you know, from the game yeah. sorry, yep. one of those pawns yep. that you're moving around, it's that. And you're just sliding it, you know, just on, on with nothing, just one number one, two, three, and four, and just moving it back and forth on a line. And, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't really represent shifting. But this gearbox, like you have to move it out of the one position over yes, to the neutral position up and that. shift into the two. <laughs> oh, like 100% better. That could those. have seriously improved my experience with the game. It would have definitely made it more, idea. right? Right. It would have uh, play informing, theme informing play. Theme informing play. play for sure. Art informing play. So mm. that that would have been really cool, um, and it does. Now that you mention it, Ed, those, I mean Evan, those pieces do look like sorry. I think they yeah. were designed to look like gear shifts. I mean, basically, I that's the same thing, right? A gear yeah. shift is just a ball on the end of a stick, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, but yeah, if yeah. that if the little bottom base piece was inside of like a more lifted piece, I see yeah, what you're can, saying, where you can contend within the box. It. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why wasn't that piece leather covered on the ball? <laughs> yes. Metal on the pin. Super deluxe. Yeah. yeah. With maybe, maybe they like wanted little... people that are average normal people to be able to buy it. I don't know. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe because they don't make cars anymore that you have to shift. <laughs> shift. It confuse people. What is this? What is this well, device? Yeah. Race cars shift. Right? Yeah. Oh, race yes, cars are they do. Shift. But how many of us are in race cars on any given? Never day? ever. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, guys, did we actually play this game? Oh, right, let's talk right. about the yeah. gameplay. Yeah, yeah, right. There's did. some gameplay here. <laughs> All right, so you race around the board and you got to watch those corners, right, mm. Ed? Yep. All right, so at the corners, <laughs> I hated slowing down. I hate. Oh, yeah, of course. But they what did force you, guys... you. Yeah, and what did you think about the mechanism of how you slowed down and how you had to use these cards? So for me, actually, like, I think, and this is just kind of goes across the whole game, the heat management in this game is so important. Like, you can overshoot that corner speed if you have enough heat cards for how much you overshot it. So that's how you can really get around the corners quickly, you know? So you don't necessarily have to downshift when you're going around a corner if you have, like, low enough number cards in your hand. Um, and you could fly around it as long as you have enough saved up heat that's not just sitting mm-hmm. in your deck taking up space. So you're saying but, you can burn through the corner if you're not afraid of a little heat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the cool way to say it. I said it the boring way. You said it the cool way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, the span of numbers when you go around that corner is crazy. Mm. Like, if you're not careful, you can be 12 points in the hole (laughs) trying to get around the corner. So so you're like, oh, no, one heat, two heat extra, I can take that. But if you're too far back, you're not getting around that corner because the amount of heat you would Mm -hmm. need, there's no way your deck can handle it. Right. And and it's, it's kind of interesting how, like, your heat is off to the side of your deck. You know, you're you're basically using it as a resource and it's kind of like you're spending future turns, like you're making your future turns worse, like you have to downshift later because you're putting those heat cards into your deck yep. and then you have to manage them out by at some point being in a lower gear while you have them in your hand mm-hmm. so you can ditch them. Uh, you can get rid of three heat cards out of your hand and put them back in your resource pile if you're in the lowest gear and one if you're in the second lowest gear. And that's supposed to, it, is that supposed to show you're managing, you're cooling down your car? Right. Engine? Think, yeah. Yeah, you're not revving, right. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing your engine you're back down. Revving the engine hard or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. another interesting mechanic for me is the, all the stretch cards that are in there and also the opportunity that, you know, you can roll the dice, as it were, and for just one piece of heat, you can boost yourself with another card. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, though, those extra cards are random. Yeah. And, like, yes. if you're trying to, like, Oof. perfectly space yourself out so you, you don't cross the line that said three on it going mm-hmm. 12 or 15. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, those, the random cards have a range between one and four spaces. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can at least kind of estimate how much they will be and, you know, plan accordingly. But there's also the... You can risk it when you're closer to a corner and say, if I get anything but a four, I'll be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. 75% and I think sure. The other mm-hmm. thing that's uh, tricky about using the boost cards and the stress cards, because you can, well, stress out when you get that five you're hoping to draw, but it mm. gets discarded because of that, because you can't use a five as a boost. Mm-hmm. And you're like, right. no, I plan on having that next turn. Boom. And, yeah, right, and exactly. you wasted it. Yep. It yeah, happened to dead. me. So infuriating. Oh, oh yeah. you were mad. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, I, I recall that fury. Yeah, <laughs> those random, the stress cards start in your deck, and once you use them, they're gone from your deck. So you kind of want to get them out of your deck when you can, when you have a, like a good opportunity to get rid of them. So I use mine early. I, ha- I actually drew both of them right in the beginning and just 
went on a long first straightaway and just boosted all the way through and had an early lead. Yeah, so, yeah, you want to get them out of your hand when you can, but uh, they'll only be cycling through again later, though. Mm-hmm. Evan, mm-hmm. you wanted to talk a little about the last place catch-up mechanisms? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because you can see this game otherwise becoming somewhat of a runaway. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. if somebody if somebody does manage to get out too far and you can't, you know, you've got absolutely no shot of catching them. But at least, you know, the last place player does have a means of um you know being able to uh take take advantage of a mechan of a mechanic in the game in which yeah you can you can slide up uh, and you know catch up a little bit so you're not totally mm-hmm. left in the dust yeah i thought that drafting um that's what it's called right when you come up behind one car comes up behind the other and then it gets to skip over it because was it's it behind drift it. or draft down draft it was draft yeah yeah it was, draft, it was okay. drafting yeah that was that was interesting uh, which really I happens think in, a game in racing it's called slip streaming slip streaming yeah. Yeah. basically yeah. draft yeah which 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 is a thing you know it is mm-hmm. based on physics mm-hmm. you know if you get if you do get behind another moving vehicle the dra- the, the the friction against your car is less Mm-hmm. If you're the car right. behind, the so yeah, yeah, the resistance. So, so you, so you do have more energy basically available to pull a maneuver to to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you land directly behind somebody at the end of your move, you can move two spaces forward. And if you land, or if you land right next to them, you can move two spaces forward. So, you know, even though you're not 100 percent sure what the other person's going to do, you can try to figure out what they might do and try to get yourself into that position and get yourself a couple extra free spaces of movement. Yeah, Ed, it was cool. Ed, what was the other? There was another catch-up mechanism for last place. Uh, oh, when you're in last, you get an extra card or something that you can play? Or Yeah, no, you, you get an you... extra cooling. Oh, extra cooling. cooling. And oh, plus one right. more extra point of movement. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was is, cool. And yeah. and that's on theme, I guess. I, I'm not sure why racing. I, I'm not a super huge I, racing fan. No, <laughs> so I, really no. even... I, I think that was more just to, you know, keep the game from getting, you know, from... Well, from Look, if you're going to, you got to go around this track twice. And if you're, you know, by the first time, if you're so far behind after the first go around, it's like, you know, yeah. what? Well, you, okay. You have if no chance of catching up. And if you're in the back, your car probably was cooler, right? I mean, it just hasn't gone as far. So, yeah, maybe it's probably didn't burn that, as much heat. Right? Yeah, I was trailing most of the game, but that was because I was not putting any extra heat into my engine mm-hmm. uh, until the very end of the game, in which I mm-hmm. went full heat and blew all my heat cards yeah. on the last turn uh, of the I game. I played one wrong card and would have been 12 spaces ahead at the end if I had just uh-huh. switched it. Oh, that's true. I mean, the way you play your cards is everything mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really is. And, and you do need to be thinking three moves ahead. Yep. And, yeah, uh, you can not, ditch your whole hand and, and get a new hand if you need it too at, at yeah, a certain you can point. Muck so. your hand. Yeah, just yeah, muck it. No, managing your hand, I think, is it, the game. You start learning how to like even appreciate those zeros in your hand. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if oh, I play yes. a zero, I can keep in a higher gear without having to bend heat to shift up faster. Right, because you're mm-hmm. forced right. to play a card for each number of your gear. So if you're in fourth gear, you have to play four cards. And if you hand, have a handful of fours, out. then you're going to crash. <laughs> you're <probably>. in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a zero is very useful in that yeah, regard. Really useful. All right. All right. I have to address this. Ed has a note here mm-hmm. uh, that he was confused by an icon. I have to <laughs> what? hear about it. Ed? Huh? Well, see, there's uh, some of the cars have the extra icon. It's like, oh, does that mean you, you know, you trash the car? 
when when you played it? But mm-hmm. No. Mikey was talking about at the uh, part of your turn, you can trash cards out of your hand in order to draw more up. But mm-hmm. those heat cards and those stress cards, you can't trash them out of your hand. You have to actually play them before they go into your discard. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the icon means can't trash or no trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. You never see. Usually X means to get rid of something and trash means to get rid of something. You right. say you right. can't get rid of something. Well, two negatives do equal a positive, so I maybe guess. we should have <laughs> looked at it like that. <laughs> True. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. That, that, that'll do. That's what I got. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury heat. Pedal to the metal. Evan. I thought it was a clever deck building game, and the theme did have me feel like I was managing a race car. Now, we only played the basic game. There are expansions and advanced rules to explore, so I'm definitely up for more racing around this track. Dig it up. Ed? There was a lot of hype about this game, so I wanted to see what it was, and it was a fun racing game. I enjoy hand management, deck management, generally over rolling dice might we see in some other race games. Mm-hmm. The tension of managing heat or boosting for just a little bit more keeps it exciting. So I'll dig this up to put the pedal to the metal again. <laughs> Mike? I'm usually not a big fan of the race games, but this one comes off more like a puzzle strategy kind of game. Hand management, deck management, all stuff that I really love. It has a minor catch-up mechanism, but it didn't like overtake the game. Um, which is great. Some of them go a little too far. Um, this one does not seem to suffer from a runaway leader syndrome, even though early on it can feel like that. Uh, for all those reasons, I definitely have to dig it up. Okay, racing games hold a very mid-place in my <laughs> gaming heart. <laughs> so one really has to stand out, capture my imagination uh, for me to want to play it again. I'm just going to say this one didn't do that for me. Um, It just, the combo just didn't work for my taste. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're into racing and you heard the other guys, you might like it. But uh, for me, it is a berry. What are your memorable racing moments? Let us know at which game first. Our last game up this week is IOTA, designed by Gene Mackles, published by GameRight in 2012. Number of players, two to four, ages eight and up, playtime, 30 minutes. All right, Mike, what's in this teeny, tiny, itty bitty box? Fittingly, the cover of the box proclaims the game as the great big game in the teeny weeny tin. It has a picture of some of the cards in play, and that's about it, just a white background. Um, inside the box, and this is even simpler than the other mm-hmm. one, there is a stack of 66 square cards, and that's what's in the box. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we tell you if we gave one iota about this game, Evan, <laughs> get a magnifying glass and read the teeny tiny rules in the teeny tiny box. For a teeny tiny set of rules, there's a lot of them. So bear with me as I try to get through this. Well, Iota is a card game in which players score points by adding cards to a grid. The deck consists of 64 regular cards and two wild cards. Each of the 64 cards contain three properties, a color, a shape, and a number, with each, pro- with each one uh, coming in four different types. Now, the two wild cards are identical, and they can be played in place of any other specific single card. 
So if you need a card that is a three, a blue three, or a four with um, with uh, squares on it, then you can replace it for that specific card that you need in order to make your play. And they can also be recycled by a player who can replace a wild card with the card that actually works in the position. So you can replace it and put that wild card back into your hand. On a turn, you can add one to four cards connected to the grid established by the starter card. All cards must be placed in the same line, and a line consists of two, three, or four cards in a row in which each individual property, that is the color, the shape, or the number, is either the same on each card or different on each card. Yep. You can also <laughs> choose to pass <laughs> and place some, none, or all of your cards to the bottom of the draw pile and take new ones. The maximum line length is four cards. Cards needn't be placed right next to each other as long as they are on the same line, and some spaces on the grid will be impossible to fill. To score a turn, add up the face value of the cards in line, either created or extended on that turn. If any of those cards are part of two lines, then, yeah, they're counted twice. If on a turn a player completes a line that is four cards long, all points for the entire turn are doubled. Double again for any additional four-card line that's created. And double again if you play all four cards on a single turn. A four-card four line is called a lot. L-O-T. Now, the game ends when the draw pile is depleted and one player plays their last card. Double your points for that turn as well. The game is over and the high score wins, which is no small feat in this game that plays <laughs> much larger than its size. Yeah. A lot of rules there. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of rules. I know. I'm sorry. I tried to make it like, <laughs> how do we condense this? You 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 really can't because, uh, what the game is you essentially need to know each you one. have to know yeah. all these rules in order to properly place two, three, or four cards and to score your points and yeah, a lot I feel to like go through. The, the, the concept is not really difficult. It just takes a few words to explain the concept without mm -hmm. being confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah, I think teaching the game is easier than straight reading the rules, just showing somebody examples on the board. Once you see the examples, it kind of like all makes sense. Oh, thank goodness for the examples. Because, yeah, yeah just read, you know, just hearing that is like, huh, it's a lot of words and <laughs> I don't quite yeah. follow. Uh, so it's, is it, does it play? And I didn't get a chance to play with you guys this game. Mm -hmm. You played it in person. Mm -hmm. So does it play? Is it like trying to explain gin to somebody or something? There's just a bunch of a set of things. It's very easy to play, but it's a set of things you need to know beforehand. Just you can't really just nature jump of the in. Deck. Yeah, you can't just jump in without like the rules. But once you understand the sim, like there's a simplicity to the rules. It's kind of like when you make a line of cards that are next to each other. Each individual aspect is separate, and they. They either have to be all the same or, or all different. Right. And each card That's has it. three defining features to it. A number, a sh a shapes, and what? A uh, color. A color. Number, shape, color. All right. Yep. So number, shape, color has to be on all these cards. Right. How did it look? Was it clean and clear? Very. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, it's, I think even the, the only tough part may be like color blindness. But yeah, for colorblindness, they don't really have a, a tool there to help the colorblind people, per right. se, because right. the shapes are actually one of the 
different defining symbol because you can't use the shape as right a key for color yeah right. so if color were written on there like green would yeah be, if the it word said green, green. That, yeah. that would probably do it yeah but i mean again you're dealing with a game that is so small i mean this is physically one of the smallest games we've mm-hmm. ever played what do you think it is like three inches by three inches not even, not the box. Not even. it's two inches it's two inches by Top two and a half inches yeah. something like that so yeah which holds these little, card. So, yeah, this yeah. reminds me of like Tiny Towns. Is that what it was called? The one we did learn and play for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, yes. it has a similar thing where there's like a different shape and you got to have the whole neighborhood has to be unique oh, or whatever. Yeah. It's very, very similar to that mm-hmm. in play. Right. Um, so if I'm going to play cards I, and I got to line them up, it's going to be like, for example, I'm going to play three cards, two, two, two. Fine. I'm using numbers or I'm going to play red, red, red. Okay. I could play that too. Or I'm going to circle, circle, circle. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or. All different, all different with no features. Green with circles, blue with crosses, red with triangles. Right. Those Each are all legal is, yeah. plays. They're individually yeah. noted when you make the line. So you, you check, you basically do three checks every time you play a card. Does it, right. you know, and that's, but that's it though. Like it's, it's a lot of rules, but that's mostly about the scoring. I, I think in general, yeah, it's pretty simple. And it's kind of fun to, when you look at the scoring, you go, okay. If I do this, I can double. If I do this, I can also double again. It's like, wow, I kind of want to make that happen. I want to. I don't want to see if I can double and double again. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, the doublers definitely. Well, get you going. did the doublers cause runaway scoring, or was it a? Were you guys able to keep up with each other? I think we were able to keep relatively close to each other. But I know when somebody scored a big, like, oh, I got a four and a man. They score a lot, <laughs> yeah, and um, mm-hmm. it, they put them up in a big lead. But the others were able to kind of start catching back and nibble on the heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, there, there's definitely like if you put three four point cards together and get twelve, and then it, if it crosses something else, they like, say you get twenty four points somehow. Somebody can add right onto the end of that line and score all those fours again, plus get a doubler for the line, so they get like you know. 16 or 4, 8, 12, 6, 32 points, like, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, I had one round of scoring in which I had something like that. It was mm-hmm. like a double-double or something. I got like 40-something points from yeah. laying one set of cards. And that pretty much, I think, put me in the lead for the yeah. game. If it, yeah. the, um, I think Mikey was, Mikey was in front at that point when you got ahead. Yep, I, I ended up winning in the end. I got some really I, good points in the last couple of turns, but yeah. Yeah. Did it feel like luck played too big a role, like you needed the right opening? No, it didn't feel that way to me. Later in the game, there was a little bit of luck. like, uh, you, But you can dump your hand and get a new hand. So if you're looking for a specific one for a big score, you can kind of skip a turn. And go That's right. That we, realized, we, ena- we enacted that strategy towards the end of the game more mm-hmm. and more. You're just yeah. like, muck, give yeah, me something, muck, little- give me something. <laughs> Yeah. There's definitely a little luck when you're like the wild card can replace any card. You can put it out there. And mm-hmm. the neat little trick is if you actually get the card that the wild represents on the board, you can replace it. And now you have the wild card in your hand, which is very powerful because I can mm-hmm. use it to be anything I need it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're holding on to that wild card. But once there's there's a certain point in the game where the wild cards are locked because and, you know, the card that it could represent is already was out played somewhere, somewhere else, else. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. It can't be that. Yeah. That's I thought that was really interesting for this game where you could actually look at the board because each card in the deck is unique. Like there's no, you know, you, once you play a, the three of red circles or whatever that there's no more three red circles in the whole deck. 
So mm. you know that your wild card in a line of four different cards has to represent a very specific card, and that card might already be on the table. Correct. Ah, so was it hard to remember what your wild cards were? No, they kind of almost... Uh, well, they could represent more than one thing when you put them down because they, like, you know, if you have a line of three, for some reason, use your wild card there. It could be a couple of different things sometimes. So are you saying it can be a, a, it can represent one card for a certain row and a different card for another column? No, no, it has to, it has to fit has to the criteria the for same. both okay. of them. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. I, I think in almost, in most situations, it'll, it'll be, just by looking at the line that it's in, you'll Evident. be able to determine exactly yeah, what it is. Okay. Yeah. Because of the rule, because it either has to be different from all the, all the other cards in the line or the same as all the other yeah. cards in the line yeah. for each of these three attributes. Oh, yeah. So, if it's the fourth card in the line, it has to be one very specific card. But if it's the third well, card, it could be one well, of two different cards. Yeah. Well, no, even as a third card, you're going to know exactly because either the things are the same or different. Yeah, so, that yeah. card represents one specific other card in the deck. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be very specific what it is right away. Yeah. Well, if you don't have a triangle or a square in that line, if you don't have like a, a well, green that means or a blue, yeah. right, it could be either yeah. one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Usually yeah, you don't and use it like the that. The thing, only thing I found, you no, know, where you had to spend a little time puzzling and maybe it might have been neat, neat for a tracker is when lines were dead. In the sense, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is three, but because of the way things are, I can never put something in this box. Yep. Yeah, right. we started noticing right. that. I, I don't know, my eyes would drift there occasionally out of hope because there's a four <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah, check that line a, one more time. Yeah. Oh, nope. Nope. Hope is dead. dead and you're looking yeah. for hope, but it's not there. You're constantly reanalyzing the board, and you have mm -hmm. to with every turn. The board gets bigger, obviously, with every play. So it kind of slows a little towards the end in that sense because yeah okay because instead of having to analyze all right it's starting the game you know two or three lines basically you have to worry about but you've got like 18 lines mm -hmm. towards the end of the game all right let's go over them nope this one's dead no nope, mm -hmm. that one doesn't work nope yeah. that one doesn't work so it burns your brain a little bit yeah. uh, to, especially as mm -hmm. the game goes on yeah a lot of times you're trying to like kind of what you do in scrabble sometimes where you're trying to like mm. put a line next to a line so that you get like a couple of different like point sets, you know, because right. you'll get points for it going vertically and horizontally, you know what I mean? So you'll, you'll have, if you just put a line next to another line, you can get a whole bunch of points. Yeah. It had um, a Scrabble feel to it. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Yep. Okay. Explorers. It's time to dig up or bury Iota. Mike. It's really simple to teach. Super portable. Anybody can learn this game in a couple minutes and jump right in. I feel like I'd really want to see this game online. Maybe it'll speed it up and make the uh, dead spots show up and all that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it would be. I think it'd be a great online game. But like from what I played, it was really fun seeing it in person too. So I definitely dig it up. Evan, Iota, don't let the size of this game fool you. It takes brain power to maximize your score. I thought it was well designed with simple rules to follow. If you like abstract games, this one's right up your alley. Dig it up, Ed. This is a fun little app game. Perhaps not exciting, but I enjoyed searching the puzzle for big going opportunities. <laughs> Putting Epic. down a big hand for double points or quadruple points oh, yeah. is pretty fun. <laughs> so I'll dig this up for another go. Well, which little games do you bust out for game night? Let us know at which game first. 
And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you guys are doing. Let us know. We are at Which Game First on all social media. Check out our Instagram for games that we're playing right now. And check out our YouTube for games that we already played and reviewed. If you get a chance, please leave us a like rating or a review anywhere where you get this uh, podcast. It really helps other people find the show. Join us on Discord. And if you want to become a patron, just go to our website, which came first. Happy gaming, explorers. Letterpool has Scrabble tiles in it. It's only a minuscule amount of heat. I want to manage to say an iota. <laughs> you got to manage that heat if you want to win. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Crash. Crash. Spin. Ah. It's ah. over. Oh, no. <laughs>